Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello, world. Hello, friends. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, my goodness. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And I see us live. I see Kama's beautiful smile. I see Molly. I see all of you. Yay. Okay. Um, And we do have... We have wonderful, wonderful ladies, lots of lionesses who are going to join us today. Um, Welcome, everyone. As you read in the description, we have the amazing Kama Burton with us today. She's a mother. She's a friend. She's an author. She's a founder of Loving Me First, which is a 501c3 that really, truly supports those who are affected by domestic violence. She is a realtor who recently got her broker's license. She is an adjunct professor, and she is a activist like no other in my circles. I am so excited to have her with us today. Um, she is new to the show, so we were giving her a kind of a download of what we do around here. So um, as everyone knows, now it's time for us to breathe and center ourselves. So Molly's going to help us get into this place so we have open hearts and open minds. And oh, goodness, I'm so excited. Take it yeah. away, Molly. Well, it was interesting because we we're talking about, you know, we're on separate coasts and it's hot here and I know it's cold on the west coast so um, this idea of um, a cooling breath is really to remember that um, we can have heat inside of ourselves we can have heat outside of ourselves but when we remain um, balanced and centered um, we can show up and be present so we're going to do shatali breathing which is that um, two options here you can If you can curl your tongue, you can curl your tongue and then breathe in through the curled tongue. And then exhale fully completely through the nose. If you genetically cannot curl your tongue, you can make a little straw breath. Mm. Like like a little, um, Kama's like, I can't see you. And this sounds crazy what you're describing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, the, like a little sipping breath and then we can uh breathing in um that way so i love that and you actually can feel the the temperature of the body um shift and this is really important i think one of the biggest things i think today is we're going to be talking about being uncomfortable and a lot of times when people are uncomfortable it presents as anger or aggression um and so like having that cooling breath is really important so that we can remain uncomfortable without having the um the the counter you know like we can just be present and listen um and not have to have the aggression um unless we're calling for aggression you know like but it's a way for you to stay um stay present so shatali breathing the, the beautiful straw breath I love that. I love that. And I think being still and taking a moment, you know, that's, that's something that we, we all need to be doing more of right now to prepare us for those moments where we're in action. And um, all yeah, right. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm drinking summer tea today, um, which that's I don't great. know if you can see it. Um, it's, I am actually, um, this is my fat cup with the, mm. the blue roses with the black tips, which um, for me sort of, embodies that sacred feminine um and i'm drinking summer tea which is a blend of mint and lavender um and it's very cooling um it really works well with that cooling breath that we just did so uh, Kama, i'm sorry that you didn't you were probably wondering what in the heck was happening when i was doing our breath um I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, 
Well, well, it's called Chitali Breath, and we'll show you after so that you you know it. But um, yes, please. yeah, I think you'll like it, especially for after you do those walks with Kama. Yeah. Because that is, you know, you have been so inspiring with those comments. Um, for those of you who don't follow Kama on Facebook, I don't, do you do, does it stream to Instagram too, or is it straight up your Facebook? No, it's just my Facebook. Okay. Um, it's just my Facebook. I don't know how to do that. Maybe you need to help me with that because I, I don't know how to stream it to Instagram. Yeah. I, well, see if I can help you. I'm not, I'm not sure there is the exact technology that does that quite yet, but I, you know, you are out on a walk and I love that. It's like whatever the spirit leads you to talk about, it just flows. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, so for those of you who um, are connected to Kama and haven't caught that yet, get on it, go check out the last, it, it, the last couple of weeks, fire. Thank fire, you. fire, fire. And I have to say, Kama, you know, one of the, um, you know, when Molly and I were talking about, this we said you know who do we trust to handle the mic and simply speak into us and help mm -hmm. us see things and in a loving in a, in a loving but fierce way like help us be better right help us be better you 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 <laughs> like you shine you. in this so uh, you know we we know that there's so much we need we don't know but let's mm -hmm. just say that and so with with that, you know, one of the things that you uh, that you encourage me and you've encouraged this community to do is slow down, shine a light and ask, how are you? So how are you, Kama? I'm, I'm better. I will say today, the last couple of days have been a better day. Friday, I was just stuff hit the fan. Um, I think every all of my bottled up anger, frustration, hurt, just I, I literally like I don't know, blew my lid in the sense, but I was so, so not okay on Friday. And um, I woke up Saturday and I just said, this has to be a better day. And I've just been doing that every day. So I'm much better today. And I appreciate you asking that, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm better today. Well, what do you think it is that, you know, um, that I know that I've seen and I've listened to your, your remarks and there's, there's one that seems to consistently there, there's some things that people are saying that are consistently just wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and I truly believe that intention, the intention of a lot of these people who are, who are speaking and sharing and, and opening their hearts. I don't, I don't believe it's bad intention. I think that it's coming from a good place, but I think that it's time for us to kind of shine a light on it. And one of the things that, um, is the color blindness, right? I'm colorblind or I don't see color. Can you uh, like help us? What is it with this? And and does it make you feel better when people say that? No, honestly, I don't think it's the truth because when people say you're colorblind, what you're saying is you don't see me for who I am. And I tell people all the time, I need you to see me for the black woman that I am, because mm -hmm. we're not going to say I'm gender blind or I'm, you know, whatever, but see me for who I am. So when I hear people say that, I'm saying, no, I'm a black woman and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's the beauty of who we are and the um, diverse uh, group of people that we are. It is okay. So no, when I hear colorblind, I don't want you to be colorblind. Please don't be colorblind. Just don't feed into the fact that my skin may be a little darker and I'm going to treat you different or I'm not as educated or something's wrong because of the color of my skin. Just know me as Kama Burton, the black woman. It's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. That's so beautiful. I said, do you, did you meet Sharika uh, in San Diego? Did you have a chance I to talk to her? Actually we did. I met her um, during, I believe it was the first day and we talked just a little bit. Um, yes, 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 yes. I did meet her. She posted something beautiful over the weekend and it was, it was this beautiful, it was almost like, I, if I were to say, I'd call it a poem mm -hmm. kind of describing who she is, you know, that she's a black ma, a black woman. She's a mother of so many children. She's been married for 20 years. Her, she's mm -hmm. a pastor's kid, you know, that like all these beautiful, oh, yeah, yeah. did you see that? And, and it, when I was reading it out loud to my husband, um, you know, towards the end, she's of course saying, and and the sad, the sadness that fills her is that some people don't make it past that I'm a black woman line, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That they immediately shut off. So, are there? I mean, how how is it that we are wanting to lean into this, but people are mm -hmm. asking or saying things like, "I'm colorblind." They're going to this, um, the centering, right? Well, mm -hmm. I'm not. 
what what is your what are your words of wisdom for those who are like how, the triggers right i think you know yeah. the triggers of the centering that you see um, and ways that we can start really helping people see what they're doing well you know i was actually talking to to someone last night and we were just kind of talking about how people cannot see past our color so saying i'm colorblind is kind of a cop out in a sense um saying i just you know if i'm if i'm per se judging you or i think you're someone it has nothing to do with your skin color i just feel a certain way about you or whatever the case may be even though it doesn't sound right um but people have to look at me for, like I said, who I am. For example, um, I shouldn't have to prove myself to be educated. I don't go around and tell everybody that I do have, you know, a bachelor's degree and I've, I've, um, you know, I went to school to further my education, but sometimes we feel like we have to defend ourselves because people do look at the color of our skin. But I think that just like saying things like that, again, it's a cop out um, for, I don't know. I just feel like it's just a cop out. I think what people should be doing is just getting to know me. So I'll just use you and Molly as an example. If we're in a room together and um, someone asks a question, they may just say, who in here has a this type type of agree and who decree and who in here is the president of this group or who does this, who does that? Chances are they're not going to choose me because there's already this assumption. And this is why I feel like conversations needs to needs to be had. This is why I feel like our minds need to be open just a little bit more. And this is why I really feel like that with COVID, um, it's really heightened our awareness. And um, I need people to understand that they need to have a conversation with people and not assume that someone that's of color is not as smart or can't make smart decisions. Or if we say something that's educated, uh, it's like, oh, wow, wow, you, you, you. You spoke so eloquent, elo eloquently. Look, I can't even say the word. <laughs> but I need mean, this to see me for who I am. Like I'm a person. Yes. Look, I am a person. But yes. just talk, have those conversations. I think that's going to be very, very key to kind of break through just that I'm colorblind. Um, that people are saying because most people that say that have unconscious biases. They don't realize it, and they're already prejudging myself or anybody else of color before they get to even know who that person is. Yeah. I mean, you know, what you're saying is what's interesting for me is like, I, you know, would have to say I was one of those people that I'm like, I really am not, I don't have racism in me. And then, you know, this whole thing is stirring up and it is confronting things that people don't even know exists inside, you know, our, our deepest shadows, if you will. Um, and, you know, last night we watched the 13th and... Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I couldn't wake, I couldn't sleep. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I finally felt like I got a sliver of truth out of what like the systemic racism actually is, you know? Yeah. And even somebody who's been an advocate or an ally or, you know, and for me, I'm a gay woman, right? So I, mm -hmm. I get all of some of the things about feeling ostracized or immediately judged, right? Mm -hmm. But it is, I, last night I just had this, I, I felt like I have so much to learn, you know? And then there's just this weirdness of not knowing what to say because I don't want to be the person who says the stupid things because I am i don't even know what I can and cannot say, right? And so then there's this weird moment between people mm -hmm. where you're like, you don't want to, you want to be candid and open and raw and honest and sincere because that's how we grow together. Right. However... You also don't want to be the person who has their foot in their mouth and says the wrong thing, the trigger thing. And right. so it creates this gap between us, you know, and mm -hmm. like, how does, how do we, how do we do, how do we bridge that gap? Right. So that we can have that kindness, that grace with each other to be like, to call each other out and say, look, that was offensive. And here's why it is, you know, mm -hmm. like all of that, like there's just this moment between us all that is just really uncomfortable because everybody I think is afraid of being either judged or saying the wrong thing. And, you know, there's just this, it is this moment where I feel like, wh where do we go from here, you know? Yeah. 
Well, you know what? The start you started just by saying when you watch Thirteenth, and I, I tell people to watch that all the time um, because it's just amazing. And for those that don't know, it talks about uh, for one, the African American or Black community. Uh, we make up thirty thirteen percent of the U.S. population, and um, however, it talks about you go and you find out more of how uh, we're put behind bars uh, more. It, our numbers are greater. We make up sixty percent of um, those that are, are incarcerated, and how we're treated differently. And if you were to take a, a black man or black woman for the same crime that a white man or white woman did, we're going to get the, the higher punishment. Um, we don't have the resources. A lot of us don't have the resources to fight the system. We don't have yeah. the resources for those attorneys and things like that. So that's what 13th is about. And it's a really, really good documentary that people should take a look at. But it starts there, just having that conversation, just looking and understanding and digging in more. So that way, when you have someone, you have a friend that may be black and you can talk and you can just ask the question by starting off, just as Deborah did, are you okay? And when I'm in a, um, um, a situation, maybe a meeting or, or a group that I'm in, and someone asked me, am I okay? Because that question have come up, has come up. I've been able to open up and I tell my honest truth. If I'm not okay, I'll just say, I'm not okay. I, I, I have no problem with saying, and I explain why. And sometimes that's all people need is just that, that um, person to hear them out. And sometimes people want to know, what is your point of view? Because as you mentioned, now that this is, this has happened, um, your awareness has been more heightened and you probably, like you said, take a step back to say, well, what have I been thinking? And I believe that's a lot of people that's been thinking that way. Like, wait a second, I'm not racist, but now that I'm seeing the people that are around me, now yeah. that I'm hearing their truths, like, was I a part of those conversations? And, you know, it, it just puts you out there, which I think is great because I, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie and say none of us has biases. Cause if you say you don't have a bias, um, you don't have a post. Everybody has right. a bias in some kind of way. It's just what it is, but now we're more aware of it. And then we can have those conversations because we don't know if we don't ask. I was, um, I had a, uh, a call yesterday with Katie Lance and, uh, she brought some women together and we were just talking and there were, there were questions that were, um, being asked that they wanted to know. And I just thought, oh my gosh, thank you. Because at least you're opening up. I've opened up the floor for you to do it. To I'd rather you ask me these questions, than go talk to your friend who has, or family member who has no idea and then keep you in that, that negative mindset. So what you did, um, looking at that video, talking, having these conversations like we have now, to me, it's, it's everything. And that's how you start. You don't have to go out there and start a revolution. You don't have to go out there and start a protest. You don't have to go out there and and um, do anything huge. It starts small. You know, we have to don't despise small beginnings. So it starts small. And these are the conversations and the type of things that happens where it continues to grow. And then you're able to affect more people this way. Because I don't know how many people are exactly watching, but look at where we start. And so the start is here, which in turn, someone may inbox you and want to have a further conversation. So this is a start. That's so beautiful. And I think we, we talked about it right at the beginning and, and even in the promo for the show is it's, we don't have the luxury of, of being comfortable right now. And, and for all of us, I mean, we, we need to ask the questions. We need to not be afraid to ask the questions. And there, there will be some in the black community who don't want to have a discussion who don't, I mean, they're tired, they're weary, but don't push it. There are, there are plenty of people to have conversations with and ask the questions. And that is one thing in particular, it's like inside the woman up community and inside the power women community where it's, you know, it passed the baton. If, if you are weary in, you know, ask, ask someone else. Right. And, and understanding through that movie 13, I, the simple difference between cocaine and crack cocaine, yeah. the simple light on something like that it will help people shift how they see what we have been poisoned with. Cause that's really what, what this structural racism is. It's poison. And right. we, we have, we have control over where we go now. We don't have control how we were raised yeah, because right. our parents had choices. You, your, our, our ancestors had choices that likely yours did not. Right. And, and that's, that's where it's like, that's when you open the kimono and you're like, Oh my God, like yeah. help us yeah. because, but I, what I have to say is these conversations while are hard are so beautiful. And yeah. like, this is what God wants. Yeah. Like we were created to walk in beautiful harmony together and, and where we have been is not where, where 
we are meant to be. And these steps forward with conversations are, are encouraging. And Absolutely. so let's talk about some of the questions out there, like questions that you you love or that you feel like really do open up the conversations and, and maybe also some that we can encourage others, eh, put back burner that question. So let, let's start with that. Like what questions do you really, you know, hope and pray people would simply stop asking? So one of the ones that this, that I despise is, um, and I hear it about, well, why does Black Lives Matter? Like, why, why do we have to say, why do we have to say, why does Black, like, why, uh, black Lives Matter? Why do we have to say that? So I, I despise, despise that because people aren't asking the question as to why did Black Lives Matter start? You know, there, there's always a start to something. Let's not forget that. It, it, it's not that we're just saying Black Lives Matter. We're saying right. Black Lives Matter too. That's what we're saying. Um, another one that I don't like is when people try to, and I don't know if it's so much a question or, or a statement, but when they're saying, well, why, why is the Black community all in the uproar right now when Black on Black crime is one of the biggest crimes that you have out there. And it's like, do we really just take the the spotlight off of what we're dealing with to go and start digging into something different? And I'm not going to dig deep into that today, but that's a whole nother story because if you want to hear the true back, the backstory of where we started, see, people don't like you to go back to slavery because they're like, that happened so long ago and, and they don't understand. But that's one of the questions I can't stand is, 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 you know, about, well, what about black on black crime? Well, what about black on black crime? What about it? Right now we're dealing with the people that's supposed to protect and serve that we have fear of when we're walking down the street or when we're driving, literally when I'm driving, I tell people my heart pounds so hard. You can probably hear it because I get so nervous. My, my fingers get, my, my palms get very clammy because I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to pull me over. I've been followed several times where for no reason, and then they just go around and then go off. Um, it's like, they don't have to follow me. There's, it's an empty, empty um, space all around me. Um, so, you know, we deal with different things and we're worried about the black on black crime. We can talk about that, but again, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, let's see. I think those two are probably the main two, uh, because what I feel like is people are being dismissive and they're not facing the facts. They're not facing the truth. Um, I have this shirt on, uh, that I bought. It says unapologetic, unapologetic. And in the back, it says black. And, um, I wore the shirt on purpose today because I think that's one of the things that I want people to understand that I'm not sorry that I'm black. <laughs> I'm not. I am unapologetically black and I am okay with it. So my life matters. And that's why I'm unapologetic. My life matters. And so does my children and my 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 um, family and my friends and those in the black community and, and people of color. Skin color doesn't have to dictate, um, shouldn't dictate whether somebody's life matter or not. And that Black Lives Matter is because so many police officers over the years have taken our lives. Um, and and it's, it's without... I mean, just just with no regard. I mean, we've we've lost three lives to police brutality in the last less than 60 days since we've been shelter in place. And people keep saying, well, George Floyd, George Floyd, George Floyd was the one that broke the camel's back. So it was just yes. his death, I should say. So when, when we when we hear these these questions, it's like, really, this 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 is all you this is the only thing you can ask during this time when we're fearful for our lives. Yeah. Why, why black lives matter? What about everybody else's life? Well, everybody else's life does matter, but ours does too. So those are two that I can um, do without. Uh, so the questions I would probably like to like to be asked if somebody for one starting off with, you know, what can we do? You know, people ask me like, what can I do? And I'm okay with that. Really, I am because I do. I give tips of what you can do um, in order for you to go out and help. Um, just I just say when you when you ask questions. Think about how you would feel if that was you, you know, just, just think about it. Think about, um, will that hurt you or will that, um, how would that make you feel? You know, like, again, when I hear, why does, why do we have to say black lives matter? What? Don't, don't ask me that. <laughs> don't ask none of us that. Cause then I'm going to ask you, why does your life matter? You know? So yeah. those are, sorry, I get a little passionate with that, but those are I questions. Love that, that though, like, the the no. passion is so important. And, you know, I saw this amazing image of this little black girl holding up a sign and it says we 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 say black lives matter we don't say only black lives matter and i think that that's a really important like that that is what we're talking about right yeah. is it's it's not it's not an only it's yeah. we have racism to deal with in this country and it isn't against white people i mm -hmm. mean watch 13th like watch it 
You can't, it's not, there are, there is, the people aren't making this up. Right. This is you know what, in our history. Oh, I, I got to say this because you said we're not making this up. There are so many people that don't believe slavery happened. There are so many people that believe racism does not exist and we're making up, making it up in our heads. About a year ago, I did a trip. It was called uh, Footsteps of Freedom. And I had a chance to uh, walk the very grounds that my ancestors walked um, to escape from slavery. We went to Ohio, to Kentucky, to Detroit, to Canada, and then we ended up in New York. And it was the most powerful trip I've ever been on. Now, I wasn't a big, I wasn't big into history until I went there. I was like, oh my gosh, history is everything. When you can just understand the history, where it starts, why it started and understand the residue that we're still dealing with today, then you would understand that um, why we say Black Lives Matter or why we feel the way we do. But this has happened. I wore on my neck, they had this, this uh, big brass or steel, uh, um, I forgot what they called it, but it was like a collar and it had these uh, things coming out and they had bells on them um, and they put it around the slave's neck to make sure that they wouldn't escape. And it was heavy. And I have a picture of it. I have to dig it up because someone I took a picture and they have it on in, in this photo album we have um, online, but it was so powerful. And when I put that on and so many of us put that on when we sat down, many of us just cried because we were like, oh my gosh, this was our reality. I mean, they were artifacts. These were actual um, uh, shackles and things that that our, our ancestors had worn because someone said, you're my property and, and you're um, you're going to do what I say and I'm going to tear away your family and you don't know who your wife is and you won't know who your children is are because I want you to do what I want you to do. I mean, it's so deep. I, I just, I've done videos about it, but just dealing with that, it put me in a different mindset of really understanding and walking in who I am as a black woman and not being afraid because my ancestors literally died for our freedom and they were beat and they were hurt for our freedom. And so when people say it doesn't happen or it didn't happen, you can't tell me that it didn't because you're, 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 the mind is not open. And that's why, again, these conversations are so important and these documentaries are so important to watch because it happens. It's just, it's what it is. And since yeah. we know it happens and we're laying it out there now, what are we going to do about it? Well, I'm, I, yeah, you're, you're like speaking right to the heart, right? Because that is it. The more we know, you know, it it does feel like, you know, and, you know, I grew up in Ohio living in North Carolina now, you know, and I do feel like so much of our history is just rewritten, um, you know, and we have omitted the hard parts, you know, and so the question is, you know, for true healing, to, to come about, like, what does true healing look like? Is that, um, you know, I know like affirmative action, like that, that, you know, as a woman, you know, I'm always like, I want to be a meritocracy, right? Like I want to get the job because of merit. Like, what is your take on that? Like, what, what do you see as the path forward? And then I do want to just address one of the questions in the chat. People are asking about like, as white women, like, is like, should we be saying black? Should we be saying African-American? Like, what, what do we even say that makes us you know, so that we're, you know, that we're, we're having the right language. So well, you know, I laugh, I laugh at that question because I was telling some women yesterday when we were um, on with Katie and I said, it's okay to call me black. I've never been to Africa ever. Um, yes. My family is not from Africa. They're from the South. I'm from Inglewood, California. So um, yes. I tell people I'm black. I am okay with being a black woman um, because we were African-Americans when we were brought over here. Our ancestors our ancestors were brought over here from Africa. So I'm, I'm hearing it more even in my black community. Me and my son had this conversation when he was in high school and he was like, mom, I wish people would just say I'm black. I'm not, I'm not from Africa. I was like, okay, so we're on the same page. So most, most of us want to be called black and it's okay to call what us black. What does color do to you? I mean, like that is, that's another thing I keep hearing. Yeah. Women of color, colored, that feels um, really faded to me, but you know, I don't, you know, I'm so, so I'm on the fence about, I don't, I, even though I've said it a couple of times here and that's only because of PC, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't care for that term too much women of color, um, because we used to be called colored all the time. Um, but I do say it because for some people it is negative. Um, for me it's whatever. Uh, but it's probably, 
I think, okay, so when you hear a woman of color, some people, even those in the, we call the brown community, the Hispanic community, um, you have some of those that are um, from the Middle East, they have darker skin as well. So when you hear a woman of color, that could be of any descent, you know, when you hear, I mean, other than white, non-white, okay? Um, a friend of mine, uh, Melody, she's Hawaiian and she has darker skin. Um, and her family, she was saying her family has darker skin. So when we see, when we talk about women of color, that's what I see. But when you talk about black, like me, I love saying I'm a black woman. That, that's yeah. That's you do. Many of us. So that's that's okay to say black. It's not offensive. It's yeah. not offensive at all. Yeah. Well, and and I think it's it's important to also say to somebody it might be, and we can't please right. everyone, right? right? I mean, I think that it's it's the it's the same as I've I've been in in groups uh, politically to you know bring more women into politics, and mm -hmm. I learned some big lessons about centering and you know doing my own work and you know coming coming to the table saying i've read this i've seen this help you know help me navigate it now that i've done this work not oh tell me about the tell me about the 13th movie right you know it's like no go go watch the movie and right. so the i think the difference in the questions is how are you open minded are you ready to have a conversation, and what is your intention to to tell black people that you're not a racist? Well, mm -hmm. they don't have time for that. Like, no. and that's no. not what this time is about. It's it is about being a, an, a better ally. And you know, we've talked about privilege a bit, and I think there's a lot of, around that as well. I've heard you talk about this, comma about it's not white privilege doesn't mean your life is easy, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so I, I'd love for the community to hear. Um, hear from your heart. Like when people are trying to tell you, well, there's no, like I'm white and my life wasn't privileged. Like, what is it that you say to them? How can we um, help them see what's wrong with that? So it's kind of what we, what I talked about in the beginning saying that even let's just say we were in the same room and more than likely the three of us are in the same room. Comma's going to be the oddball out. I don't care your background. I don't care. We could we could have came from the same neighborhood, whether it was a good neighborhood a not so great neighborhood. It doesn't matter. But when people when people begin to fear, the last person they're going to fear is are you two? They're going to fear comma as a black woman. Um, when we walk into places that when I go different places, I see how um, I had a situation, for example, where when there was a, a, a white person, a black person same situation this the white person got the acclimates for what they did and how they did it but then i was told yeah so maybe you should wait or maybe this is not your time or maybe it's this i mean same exact we got the same experience we uh just about we're doing some of the same similar things we have this entrepreneur mindset but comma wasn't good enough um and although they say it had nothing to do with my skin color that's that unconscious bias um they pushed and they supported this other person so that's privilege and people even though i hear uh, a lot of a lot of, of my white counterparts say that that's not privileged and you don't you know we don't we don't understand privilege but what it is the separation is this somebody's going to give you a chance before they give us a chance um the police officers are not going to well i'm not saying that they're they're not going to pull you over or say anything but you'll probably get let off uh quicker than i would. So it, that's what we talk about when it comes to um, a white privilege is that we're always, we, 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 a lot of times, I don't like to use the word always because it's not everybody in every situation, but a lot of times we tend to get the short end of the stick um, than somebody else. Again, it doesn't matter. We could be dirt poor. It doesn't matter. Society will see my white counterparts as, well, you, you'll be okay. You're going to make it, but they'll see comma as, uh, uh, yeah, well, We'll see. She'll probably end up having a bunch of baby daddies and 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 all this. Like literally, that that's the mindset. So when you talk about privilege, it's you have a upper hand, a, a, a upper hand sometimes more favor than 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 black people do. Well, I mean, I feel like every single woman should understand that, right? Because we have all like usually been passed over, you know, for a role or something to our male counterparts, even right. And so like that empathy, like that's maybe the empathy to draw from is as women understanding at least what that feels like to be marginalized, especially in business, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe like pulling from that well of empathy um, is a way um, for, for women to really be like, oh, okay, I totally get that, how that must be because I've experienced that. Um, mm -hmm. so, so many people have to have at least some sort of personal experience to draw from in order yeah. to truly be empathetic. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's the undeserved privilege part, I think, that 
that strikes me when you're talking about that comma, right? It's not like somebody's earned more in right. order to get that award or that position or the support. It's unearned simply because of the unconscious bias. And and the, and I'm I'm incredibly grateful that over the last five or six years, even terms like unconscious bias are coming up and and bigger in conversations. And and we've we've been talking slowly but surely about some of these things that we've swept under the rug. So what do you think right now? I mean, everyone's talking about um, that it feels different this time. Why is it different this time? What what are you what are you hearing? What do you what, how are you translating it? What the heck? I mean, why is are these current protests uh, something that happened in Minneapolis? People are are marching in London. People are are marching in it all. I mean, all over the globe. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's different because again, we are. Um, like I, I did a, a, my walk and talk today talking about being sober-minded. Right now, we're sober-minded in, 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 in the world. We see everything that's happening because that we're not full of a whole bunch of junk. You know, we, we, we're, mm. life is happening at home, whatever, whether it's work, dealing with your families, everything is under your roof, and you're not out driving around and, and, and going to the, sto- the, the amusement parks and dealing with this person's drama and over here, right? We, our mind is, is kind of clear. And mm. because the mind is clear, it does feel different. Uh, people are actually seeing things happen um, and believing it now. Whereas before, we were so cluttered, our minds were so cloudy with everything else that was that was cluttering cluttering it and clouding it. Um, that we, you know, when when somebody else's life was taken, like Trayvon Martin's or 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 um, um, Mike Brown's or, or or Eric Gardner's, when their life was taken, people were working. They were doing that every day. They weren't. It was just like, oh, another another life. It's not that big of a deal, but for the black community and and for the for just us as a whole, when you've had, like I said, three black lives that's been taken in the last 45 days, 60 to 45 days, it's like enough is enough. So now they see it like it, it like um, George Floyd's death. I did not know that. One of the ladies we were talking to yesterday with Katie was she was um, she said she watched his death live on Facebook like a lot. And she said she didn't know what it was. She was just like, what's going on? Is this real? She says she's been traumatized for the last, since it happened, she said she has not been able to sleep because she watched it because she didn't know what she was watching. So right now we know more people are on the internet watching. More people have their, you know, we have like literally, I got my laptop over here. I got my phone right here. We, we have all of these devices that are going. So we're more aware. And this is why it's different because now too, what I love is people from everywhere, despite your color, is saying, oh, my gosh, it's real. It's happening. What can we do? And that's why it feels different, because now we have allies. We have people that are coming together to say, you got you all are really you guys really have it bad. Like they, and, it, and I'm glad that they're saying that. So I believe that's why we're just more conscious right now. And because there's not a lot going on in our in our lives as it normally would be, um, we're just we're more aware. So and I love it. I Love it. I love it. I love the protests. Someone called me today. I'm going to another one on Monday. Peaceful protests. No, I'm not into the looting. I'm not into the, the the destruction at all. Not whatsoever. Everybody knows my stance. If you follow me enough on Facebook, you know I'm not into terror. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. We know. We know. Well, yes. you know, I'm up in Seattle, and um, I don't know if you all are seeing what's happening in in my city, but I think the the big profound thing that I'm hearing over and over and over again, and you've said it a few times, comment is that it's, it's not about um, crime against blacks, whether it's white against black or black against black. It is the people who are here to protect and serve are, have, have gotten all, gone off the rails. Yeah. I mean, they've yeah. gone off the rails, the things yeah. that we're seeing. And, and it, it that I think we're all looking at this going, We've never been in such a time where almost everyone at a protest has a video camera that's connected to the internet and we are seeing it. And no no offense to anyone if you take this, but it is not being filtered by a white man. Mm-hmm. Like the news, the, the papers, the all of that stuff for decades, for centuries has been filtered at the top by a white man who was in, in all the things that we're learning, part is complicit in their history. Yes. Not they may may not have made that decision themselves, but the poison we've been taking slowly dripped into our system for decades and centuries is still there, and yeah. that that's the part. Every I think there's there's an element of that too. Like, what the heck? 
Yeah. Like they were protesting George Floyd being murdered live by a policeman. And there's another policeman over here in this town with his knee on someone's neck. Like, I know, you know, what's crazy about this though is like, and this is again, this is like the hard conversation is like, all cops aren't bad either, right? I mean, we have our dear friends who are cops, white cops who actually ha are raising a black child that they've adopted from Africa, right? I mean, and that's just one person. But what's crazy about this for me is every time I hear cops are bad, cops are bad, like I think of their family, you know? And it's like, and I think that's the tension that we get between us. It's like, because we can't talk in alls or nothings, right? Because there are bad people, period. There are right. bad cops. I think the thing that is starting to wake up white America is the fact that the system is like that clause in the 13th Amendment, you know, about the part, you know, the criminal piece is the part that's like, okay, this is what's broken. But I think where people start to like want to deport but pull, are feeling themselves pulling back is because cops do protect us too, as you know, like the intent is to keep, you know, criminals. You know, so there is this weird, there's this weird thing, you know, it's like, it's not, do we not have police? No, you know, that's not the answer um, right. because there are bad people, but yeah. it's not, you know, it's also not that all cops are crooked either or racist or, you know, it's right. just that the system is, I don't know, I guess that's the... No, you're, 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 I see what you're saying. And then on our end, we always say, you know, uh, the police officers need to know that all black people are not criminals yes. because that's what we see. And it's like, it, it's this um, both double negative type thing where some people are saying all cops are bad. I don't believe that. Matter of fact, I made that comment today and somebody, because they were talking about, we need to defund the police officer, the, the police department. I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's we got to be realistic here now. We, we, yeah. everybody's not that, but that's why I say, even like with me, don't say that all black people, uh, I, I, I did a, um, um, a training on unconscious bias for school. The school district had asked me, or school asked me to put that together. And I had, had all the teachers, I said, I need you all to tell me, what are some stereotypes you hear about black, white, Asian, and I put Middle Eastern, I believe, yeah, black, white, Asian, Middle, and, and Hispanic. And I tell you, it was more negative things on the black side than you did anybody else. With, with white, it was privileged and um, smart. Asian, it was... Um, they had money. Um, um, I'm not going to say what they said about Middle Eastern. Um, and then um, they said it was two of them. One was terror and the other one I won't repeat. Hispanics, they were illegal um, and they don't know how to speak good English. But for Black, it was we were lazy, procrastinators. We um, uh, we love fried chicken. We eat watermelon. We all eat watermelon. Uh, we're we're good. Good. At, we're only good at at sports. I mean, all of this stuff. It was like what? Like I mean, they, the list just kept going on and on and on. But that's what. And I told him. I said that doesn't mean that's what you believe. Yeah. I just. I want you all to hear what what. This is what's out there. So when we hear these things, we're saying all of these people are this way. All yeah. white people are smart. Well, not all of them no, are smart. They're not actually. I there's a lot of smart black people. There's a lot of smart Asian people. Oh, all the yeah. Asians are smart too. That was the other thing. So yeah. it's like we have to take that word all out of our out of our vocabulary. Yeah. And that's why I try to try not to even say always because it's not always the case. But yeah. we have to um, just I think the words you guys have been using, you ladies have been using today was shine the light. We have to shine a light on what we see. And we have to understand that yes, there's a lot of police officers out there. That's not that way. But unfortunately when it comes to the black community with everything that we've seen, what we've experienced, our experience have been, has outweighed, the, the bad has outweighed the good. And yeah. that's what the problem is. And, and it's hard when you hear mothers that are afraid, like with me, with my sons, or you have wives that are afraid for their husbands that are coming home. Like this thing is, that's an added stress. Us as women alone, we have, we have added stress already, but just really? to be a black mother that has, and a black wife, I mean, you're talking about, stress after stress after stress. So it's, yeah. it's, it's tough. Well, I, I shared a, a, a guess a couple of weeks ago now about um, a, this black man. He, and, and I think he's a, like a local TV personality uh, in his area, but he lives in a neighborhood like, like mine, you know, pretty like, you know, middle-class area. And he was sharing the story about how it's this beautiful picture of him with his eight-year-old daughter and their fluffy little white dog. And he's like, I love these moments because I can walk in my neighborhood and nobody looks at me like I'm a criminal. 
Yeah. But my, he basically his last line was my eight year old daughter protects me on our walks because we can walk the same street every day. And if, as long as it's the two or the three of us, I'm good. But if I were to walk on my own to stress, you know, relieve stress, cops would be called. And I think that when we hear these stories, comma, when, when, when you open up and you share these stories, when I've heard the women who are children, whose children are black and who are going out and you're thinking the phone rings or there's a knock at the door and it's not who the heck is bugging me. It's like, Oh my, Oh my God, is my child alive? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we don't think this way as white people. We don't think this way. And, and that is such I, that hits at the core in particular for women and why, you know, Molly and I have, have had this conversation over and over about so many things about that women were created for such a time as this, right? We speak life, we give life, we have the ability to, to experience empathy on a very different level, um, intuition, all of these things that we've been given by our creator that it's time to rise up. And, yes. and to come together and to have these difficult conversations. So uh, I've, I'd love to kind of bring it around to, you know, maybe one or two things that you feel like we can, uh, Molly and I, and anyone who's listening, how do we become a better ally to you? Like, what do you, what do you want us to do for you? Like, who can we call out? Who should we be calling? Like, what do you, what, what is on your side of things? And you think, ladies, come on. <laughs> well, honestly, what you're doing right now is important, but keeping the conversation going. Don't stop just because things have died down, because it will in about 30 days. Uh, things will calm down. Um, emotions won't be as high until these these police officers go to uh, court. So just, just continue to keep up the conversation. Another thing, too, is be aware. Watch your guests, those that you bring in. Be more conscious. I, I, I don't know the, the dynamics of your guests moving forward. Um, You're our first guest, actually. Oh, am <laughs> I? Don't have okay. You are. We don't normally have guests. So we're like, <laughs> I like to be the first. Now we actually have to be Oh, wow. And I'm like thinking maybe I missed this because I was like, I, I didn't. OK, we'll talk about that offline. OK, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And just just being more conscious about who you bring on to and, and search out. Um, and this is where you I know it may feel for some people like, well, why do they have to do that? Search out for other black women or diverse. Make sure that your guests are diverse. Start there. And, and you I, I love the conversation because you're not afraid. So right there alone just says like we support you. I mean, that alone is huge because a lot of people, for one, they're scared to say black women. They're scared to say white women, white woman, you know, being in the they're afraid of it. So keep this up. And like when, when conversations are, are, are going on or something you hear about, share it to me. That's a start. Um, that makes a difference because you all are going to reach people that I would never be able to reach ever um, until maybe you have that conversation. So, you know, if there's ever an opportunity that somebody's like, well, who can I bring in? You know, I'm always happy to help um, and or find someone um, for that for that conversation. So that I mean, what you guys are doing, I think it's wonderful. It's timely. You did not brush it under the rug like a lot of people are doing and acting like this thing is not happening. Um, so so keep doing this and just keep the conversation going. Just just keep it going. Even like a few few months from now, you know, ch check in, do check ins, things like that. I think that'll that'll really be a start to to really help. I want to I know we're at our time. Um but I do, I would love to have you finish with a thought about fear because, you know, it really does boil down to being afraid to ask questions. You know, there is, and I think I'm just, I'm going to just be radically honest. You know, I think white people are afraid of, you know, of the stereotypical, you know, gang black male, you know, and so that media type is what's stopping, you know, a lot of the dialogue, right, is because of the criminalization of this, right? And again, I don't have the words yet. This is this is something that I'm just waking up to my own awareness to everything, right? So speak to that because I know that's the part. There's so many people out there who just won't ask the question. Sure. Um, so for one, just remember what we say fear stands for, false evidence appearing real. So fear is what stops so many of us from reaching all types of our goals, it, it stops us from reaching our potential. But what it shouldn't do is stop you from understanding 
who someone is and what they're going through. So I would definitely encourage each and every person, if you have a friend um, or you see someone maybe that's posting on your social media page that seems like they're pretty open, don't be afraid to have that conversation. Many of us are in business for ourselves. You're going to do everything you need to do to eat, right? You're going to you're going to you're going to go past that fear because you want to make sure that you do what you need to do to reach your your goal, to reach your audience, to reach whatever whatever your potential is and your goal is in that business. Same thing here. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, do it afraid. That's one of my favorite, my new favorite quotes. Do it afraid. And if somebody laugh, black backlashes, um, if, if you get backlash from it, so what? Go to the next person. Sometimes people are not ready to have the conversation, but just find out. Most most of us, especially as women, we have this intuition and we know who's comfortable and who's not. Um, so just just use wisdom and ask the questions, but be open-minded. Please be open-minded. Go in with the heart to learn and to listen and to tell your truth. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I, yesterday, um, I shared this uh, Amaya Angelou quote, and it was the... Do the best you can until you know better. Yes, I love that. Know better, do better, right? When you know better, do better. And and I think that there are a lot of us need to shake off the shame of what even what you were thinking an hour ago before you sat down with all of us. Mm -hmm. Shake it off, get up and do better. Learn more, watch the shows, uh, watch the documentaries. We'll drop a couple links uh, in here to some of the things we've talked about. Uh, Kama, is there a, a podcast you've listened to recently? Or besides, obviously, we've talked about 13th a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, are there other resources that, that you, you think one thing you should all be doing or one thing you encourage us to do? I shouldn't say should. One thing you want to encourage us or, or, or you know, dig in. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm learning to love reading even more and more. So I don't <laughs> listen to a ton of, ton of podcasts yet. I just started a, um, a, a small little book book club for, for a month. This is one of the books we're reading. Mm. Actually, yeah. I got this book from um, Valerie. Alexander, <laughs> yes. And so yep. I bought it. I just need to read it all. But it says it's white fragility. Why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism by Robin uh, D'Angelo. And actually she has a, um, if you, if you, search her on YouTube. She also has a, a video. Listen to it. It's really, really good. Um, there's this other book that um, that's good. I, I started reading it. I got to finish it up. It's called The Push Out and it's criminal, the criminal, criminalization of black girls. It's within the schools, what young black girls go through because we are, um, our girls are suspended at a much higher rate. Black girls are suspended at a much higher rate. Um, we, they, they just get in, they get in, quicker trouble. They get in trouble faster than any other race and, and above the males too. So um, that's a really good book. I'm, I'm going to start it over so that I can read it because I want to do some talks on that as well, but it's called The Push Out. And that particular book, I have it on uh, on, on Kindle, I think it is. And um, it's, a, it's a black girl with a, and I forgot the name of the, um, oh gosh, the author, but she has on a, a, uh, a orange jumpsuit with cornrows, the braids that go straight back um, in her hair. Uh, but read that. You would probably, the first probably couple of chapters, you're going to be devastated. But read it anyway, so you can yeah. read um, what we deal with. Numbers don't lie. That's that's what I wanted, want you guys to know, too. Numbers don't lie. So when you read this, you listen mm -hmm. to this. Um, go see When They See Us. Um, that's a really good, it's on Netflix, mm -hmm. about the five, the Central Park Five young Black men that were accused of raping that, the white woman. Yes. It was not it, it's, 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 it's anyway. So those are some, some, um, things on Netflix that, uh, the, when you see us, and then those two books are definitely a couple of books I would suggest that you read about, because remember we all used to be young girls. So some of the things that happen when we're older, if you go read that book, the push out, you'll, you'll probably understand where some of the anger comes from as well. And why some of us are kind of like on edge sometimes because, um, of, of past behavior. So. Yeah, I love that. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'd love to have you on again because we have so many questions yeah. still. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things where we're not going to solve it in an hour, right? But I think if we if we can see each other clearly, right, and take away the the shame or the you know for saying it wrong or for for not understanding or for not having that lens of empathy yet or whatever it is, so that we can get there with each other. But I do think this is a moment where. You know the women we we will rise together you know this Absolutely. is this is about this is about the moment is really for 
black women to rise, you know, and I think it's the white women's, our job is to shine that light right on you really, really bright and give you that stage and all of that. Thank um, you. So. Amen. Amen. Well, we, there are so many comments in the stream, so we will, we promise to get in there and hop and, and answer as many questions as we can. We'll, we'll tag comma uh, for those of you who weren't able to tag her when you were asking questions in there. Um, Wow, I'm I'm so honored. We're both Molly and I are so honored by your presence, Kama. And I I would love to make this a regular thing to check in with you, you know, every four to six weeks and see how things are going. Because I think that we're we're ready. Molly and I are ready. We are yeah. ready to take what we've learned and recognize that we don't know it all. And we we know more than we knew yesterday, and we want to do better tomorrow. So thank you for saying yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and we're going to screw up because we're human, right? Like that's the other thing with all of this. You know what? Yeah. We're doing the best we can, but we're going to mess it up, you know? Yeah. And so oh, absolutely. Can I tell, can I say one thing? Oh, <laughs> you, you have to let, let me say this. I, I, I tell people all of this to, to my white friends. I say, don't overdo it either. Okay. With everything that's happening, um, sometimes people like, it's like this over asking, over you know, you know how somebody could just overdo it. Um, yes. They're overly nice, overly. It's like, just, just be yourself, recognize yes. what it is. And then let's grow from there. Cause I, I had somebody who just, I was like, okay, it's over. Let's, it's okay. It's okay. So yes. I always say, don't overdo it, but, but let's, let's connect. Let's build. I'm all about building relationships. Everything I do is all about building relationships. It's not about the color or, oh, I have a black friend. I don't, black people don't walk around saying I have a white friend. No. White people walk around and say I have a black friend. My best friend is black. Don't say that. That's that to us. When you say my best, best friend is black, we hear you're racist. That's what we hear. I, honestly, that's what we say. I hear like, yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to make up for something, but you know, just build, let's build this bridge together. Let's build a relationship together, genuine relationship. And this is how we come together and how we grow together. And that's what it's about us coming together and growing together and having these hard conversations. I love it. I love it. So push out white fragility, white fragility for those of you who are watching a lot of the, a lot of the terms we talked about today, like, Oh, I love it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the creamy filling in the middle of the white fragility. <laughs> um, a lot of the terms we talked about, like white privilege, like uh, structural racism, positioning, centering, you know, what Kama was explaining there right now, that's, you know, somebody's super apologetic and super nice, that's centering it on you again. So that Kama feels like she needs to say to you, it's okay, it's okay. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Stop starting all your sentences with, I am not, and I am not, and I do this. Stop that now. Ask the questions, how are you? How are you feeling? How can I help you? Uh, start small, one step at a time, everyone. And we've got this. We've got it. We've got it. We've got it. Yeah. With our tea okay. in hand and our, our, our sparkling water. All right, before we go, comma, take the mic. Send us on our way out. Okay. So I'll just say this. Watch The Help, too. That's a really good movie, The Help. All right. So for one, I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, it, it really means a lot when we can sit down and have these conversations. Um, and, and it's important that we continue to, like I mentioned before, have the conversations. Um, know that just me as a Black woman and, and our, my friends and when we talk, we just want to be treated like everyone else. Equality is what's important. Um, justice is what's important. Take time to really understand the whys. Don't go by by what your friends have told you or what you think you've heard or what you have read, but dig deep into the whys. Understand the situation before you before you place judgment. There's a scripture that says, "Don't base, be ba don't judge based on appearance, but righteously judge." So I encourage you all to make sure that before you judge a situation, that you righteously judge it and that you um, that you reach out that you share this information with other people and know that we're here to be allies. We're not here to be um, enemies, but we want to work together. We want to come up together. And again, thank you all. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for allowing me to be a part. So good. That's so it. We appreciate so, you. Yes, we appreciate you. We look forward to having you back. Um, we, I, I, Molly, I think you, I think I'm seeing the same thing from you. Feel good. We'll skip the meditation this week. And and go with these beautiful words. Thank you, everyone. Right? Yeah, it wasn't meditation. Exactly what I was thinking. That was so beautiful. Thank you, uh, everyone who participated. Comma again. Thank you. We love you, and we love your feisty, fierce, <laughs> fabulous, faith-filled perspectives. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we need to make a tea, like an equality in how we honor. So we'll have to. Do 
and then we can loop it back and give back to a cause. So we're we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna we're gonna make wow. some Well, I have a call, so we'll talk about that. You can give back to. Uh, <laughs> let's get that make that happen. That's something that we can do today. Oh, I would love that. Love, love that. that. That's I it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for participating. And we will, we will, the three of us will be back for sure. Uh, watch for that schedule to come out. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye, bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and Create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.